Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to the Discus Lariat Collective Podcast with your hosts, Warren, Daryl, and Glenn. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Discus Laria Collective podcast. I'm your host, Warren. Today, I'm joined by Daryl, who's smiling already because uh, <laughs> but, uh, he's got something planned that I don't particularly know <laughs> what it is. So, um, yeah, before oh, we... it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Well, that's all right. That's all right. Then. But um, if you're if you're watching this on YouTube, drop a like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Wherever you get your podcasts, uh, dro- uh, fo- follow us on that as well. Actually, and then. Yeah, we'll just get into it. So, so I'll pass this over to Daryl and see what today's show is all about. Yeah, what's up, everyone? So, Warren Gary, first off, congratulations because after hitting over two hundred followers, I know some people, yeah, might not be loads, but two months, you're after putting in a hell of a lot of work. So, hats off to you and Oop. subscribers on YouTube through the roof yeah. at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm dipping into the clothes scene. My God. Yeah. <laughs> He's opening a superstar now in Liffey Valley soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, today yeah, I'm thinking about doing something different. Uh, Warren Gary knows his stuff about wrestling, to say the least. He could write a book on it. Um, so I'm going to be calling this episode, maybe more, uh, Under the Black Hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to I get Warren's opinions and thoughts on a couple of different things. This week, anyway, might change next week as well. Um, but this week, I'm going to ask him seven questions and his thoughts on it. And the first one I want to ask you, Warren, is the Jericho and the Austin podcast. What's your yeah. thoughts? Um, what do you think is going to happen in it, and what do you think? Do you think anything dodgy might happen for it, or what? Well, I think the the idea behind it, I'd say, is just almost like um, a publicity stunt to get more eyes on the network around the Peacock time. Because WrestleMania is going to be their first major pay-per-view on Peacock now that NBC bought them out or whatever in America. So I'd say because that, that episode of the Stone Cold podcast is actually on the same day as WrestleMania Night 2. So I think that'll get a lot of people joining then the network, do you know what I mean? Um, just to even watch that. Because especially if you get the network for 250 right now, they're doing it in America. So you'll hop on that just to even get that Austin podcast with Jericho. Um, in terms of cross-promotion, I'd say there's a few bits there, I'd say. Um, I've seen Stone Cold saying like, "Oh, you just text Vince and said I have this bad badass idea about getting Jericho on." Is that all right? And he was like, "Sounds good, pal. Go for it." And then Austin was like, "Well, we're not too tech savvy, me and Vince." So I sent him another message: "Is it okay for Jericho to be on the podcast?" <laughs> and uh, Vince just sent him a thumbs up emoji back. Apparently, so um, or, that. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah, just looking at the phone. It's like, yeah, that one there. Um, I'd say there's a few more. There's a bit to that. I'd say maybe he turned around and said, "Look, you can have Jericho on it. Obviously, he's a legend in terms of what he did for WWE as well. He's he's been there years. Like, I'd say the only thing that's out of bounds is maybe Slate and Vince are talking a bit personally about WWE, especially on the new network now. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah. I'd say it's good for both of them, but like for AEW and for WWE. Um, yeah. So do you think he'll ask him about AEW and stuff like that? Absolutely. 
Yeah, in depth with it, yeah. Oh yeah, I think he'll. At first, I was thinking he's gonna ask about Tony Khan as a businessman. He's gonna ask about AEW and the lads coming up there and stuff and how it differs from WWE. I think he will touch on it. Um, I'm not sure if they're allowed to go super in depth on it, but I think it'll be interested to hear what they say because Austin kind of goes off the cuff on these things as well. At the end of the day, it's under his name, so it comes back on him. So I think. I think he'll have a few things to say about AEW. Like, not in a bad way, but I think he'll be like, oh, look, um, you left the big league for them, and I understand that they're doing great things, but he, I don't think Austin sees it as a big-time promotion yet. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's more just trying to get the feelers out there. Um, maybe Vince has some some sort of ace up the sleeve as well, kind of like maybe we'll get some inside info on how Tony Khan works. Maybe he can buy them out in too. <laughs> you think Vince is worried about, about um, AEW right now, and that's why he's kind of trying to get... Um... Like you said, he wants to try and maybe figure out like what Tony Khan's like as a businessman. Do you think he's trying to figure him out now? And he's a little bit worried that like he obviously treats the superstars a lot better than what WWE seems to be. Yeah, it's I think there's two sides of the coin. I think he's worried in a way, like, well, how come a lot of people are going to AEW and as you said, they're getting treated a lot better. They're getting health insurance, they're getting this, that and the other. They're getting basically whatever they want. Um, but also Vince is a businessman for over fifty years now at this stage, so he knows full well that's not sustainable. Do you know what I mean? So I think he, it's mainly he wants to jump on what's hot. So like, it's like when they jumped into the whole new metal scene, getting the looks of Saliva playing uh, entrance teams and uh, Limp Bizkit playing the Undertaker to the ring and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. think he, he just wants to jump on what's hot and kind of get that initial boost when they jump to Peacock. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's anything big. Like to, I wouldn't say it's nothing to worry about and I wouldn't say it's, it's nothing bad can come from it anyway. Do you know what I mean? I think it's good for both parties and kind of get more eyes on both of them. Yeah. 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 Good. Um, next question I'm going to ask you is, will the WWE Women's Division get more titles, pay-per-views, or maybe the possibility of their own brand, the likes of Raw, SmackDown or NXT? Oh, that's a good one, actually. Um, I think I don't think they'll get new titles. I think they have more than enough titles now at this stage in terms of they have separate tag team titles for NXT and for the main shows, which I think was a mistake to begin with. I think if they were going to bring in any new titles, they should have brought a mid-card belt in um, across all brands because you have a lot of women on the on the rosters. So if they are going to bring in a title, they should drop a tag team title, I feel. But um, in, the future, in, the, in the foreseeable future, I can't see them getting new titles. I can't see them getting their own brand particularly, but I can see um, Evolution 2 happening, that um, all-women's pay-per-view. I can see that happening this year, um, especially with the likes of Bianca Belair and the reaction she got online for winning the Royal Rumble. Um, I think as well, the voice of concern with a lot of people is the women's divisions as a whole, whether it's tag team or singles. A lot of people are complaining and open arms about how badly booked it is lately, including us. And I think... um, I think with the with the negative reaction to that, I think once the fans are allowed in, obviously they're going to be vocal about it. So to give them what they want, they'll have that all-women's pay-per-view. Um, my initial thought, it could be just fantasy booking, but I just have a weird feeling that Sonya Deville or Stephanie McMahon or some position of power person um, is going to come out on Raw, whether it's straight after Mania or a few weeks after, and I think they're going to say, look, we need to dedicate an hour of Raw to the women's division, at least, because um, it needs a rebuild. If they're not going to do a draft, they need to re- start reestablishing stars here because you're building some, which are burying a lot of big names as well. Like this time last year, Shayna Baszler was in a feud with Becky Lynch for the Women's Championship. Do you know what I mean? And now she's eating pins in 30 seconds to Lana and Naomi. So, and she's a tag champ as well, eating pins. So I think it's just, it's it's literally on the backboard and they don't care about it right now. 
but by the time fans come in, I think they're going to have to yeah change something up. Yeah, I think just with the likes of Raw, like I know you're saying to, to dedicate an hour to the women's division, um, they were able to do that for Raw Underground. Yeah, absolutely. They yeah. were able to do it. So there's there's no reason why yeah. they can't do that. Um, whether it's the start of the show, just let that open and then go into your main kind of show. Yeah, but I think that's a great point. Yeah, dedicating an hour maybe to it if you can't dedicate a, an entire maybe new brand. Yeah. Have it, have it as that. Yeah, I'd love to see a new brand with it. The likes of you have your NXT, you have your Raw, you have your SmackDown. I'd love to see like an all-female brand just to see what they could do with it. Do you know what I mean? Like they have the money there to kind of, what would you say, like fall on the sword with it if need be. Do you know what I mean? But uh, there's no there's no harm in trying it at this stage because it feels like nothing. The, the, the wheels are just spinning now at this stage with the women's division. Yeah, I think with um, Sonya Deville as well, I think, yeah, you could be right with her. Um, the way she's been kind of shadowing Adam Pearce kind of, with the, the GM modes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that could be a really good shout that she might take the, the reins on it. Um, who, who, do you think will, who do you think will be the one to actually pull them through as a female superstar? Who do you think is the one to kind of carry them into the next kind of era? I think, I think there's two. I think there's two. I think Bianca Belair has all the, the talent, the potential, and like the, 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 the potential star power as well to do, to do her work for it, the heavy leg work. And I think the return of Becky Lynch will definitely help as well. Um, like she should be pec- technically back around just after WrestleMania, I'd say. Um, if not, the pay per view after. But um, yeah, I think Becky Lynch will be will get all the eyes back on the women's division. I think even she could be the perfect person to come out cut pro and be like, "What is this that I'm saying weekend weekend week out? That's a disgrace!" Like what I give, I give my life to the sport or whatever. Or this this entertainment business, and this is the way it's being treated now when I'm not here. So it'd be cool, almost like a boss cracking the whip, coming back in and being like, "Look, boys." Yeah get it together because it's a joke at this stage and then I think Bianca Belair can definitely carry um, like obviously Sasha Banks is still she can still go but it feels like she's dipping into Hollywood now a bit so I think Sasha, uh, Bianca Belair can jump in there yeah yeah that's great um, next thing is do you think we will ever say goodbye to the PGR oh <laughs> that's a good one um, but yeah, actually funny enough with the likes of WWE now going to Peacock like the WWE Network going to like the NBC owned Peacock and the amount of content that's on that that's 18s, 16s. Obviously, I'm just using the Irish kind of thing here, but TV, TV uh, 14 stuff like that. Um, I think yeah, I think we could see the the end of the PGA and now within the year. I think um that's my guess. Now again, I don't know if it'll be a full shift, but I think uh in terms of kids and stuff watching, you still have like if you think about it this way, they've, they've torn Reigns here and. Once Cena left, he was the big draw for children. Like, you know what I mean? In terms of merch and this, that, and the other. Uh, like, he could buy his whole fucking body armor and stuff like that. So, I think, uh, I, I think if you turn him here and you see how well that's after being, um, what would you say, how they've reacted to it, how well it's been taken in, I think, yeah, I think they can go and even jump to TV 12 or TV 14. I think, absolutely. I think it'll be within the next, yeah, within the next 12 months. Oh yeah, yeah. Bold oh. statement, but I, I do think yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially with all the little um, bits, like you said, and then the little uh, curse words, like what's his name, uh, Drew, call him Bobby Dashi, big ball bitch, and just slightly yeah. things. Even with actually that yoke, that I, the, the little segment that I sent you earlier on, um, I know I don't know if they showed it actually on SmackDown itself, but they they had it on the network. It was uh, Otis and Chad Gable. Yeah, and just their little segment. If no one's watched it. Just watch it. It's on yeah. WWE YouTube. It's, yeah, it's a bit adult-oriented. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Next question I'm going to go with is uh, your thoughts on WWE needing uh, a new brand, as in like a Fortnite, because of the depth of talent that are just sitting on the sidelines, the likes of Alistair Black, Andrade, who's gone now, um, all these other guys that are, yeah, it's like, I know NXT hasn't got that much time or whatever it is, and it's, you know, then you got SmackDown two hours, then Raw is three, but they're not doing that with it. Do you think they need a fourth brand? Um. I don't think they need a fourth one. I think what they need is a reshuffle of that current stuff. Like um, like Raw, for example, obviously it's 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 hard to watch most weeks. You have your established main eventers, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. Um, you don't have a mid-card on Raw. You literally don't. Um, and your mid-carders are sitting in the back. They're not actually doing anything. Like Ricochet, prime prime example of a great a great worker like jump in he could be mid-card he could technically be pushed to a main event because of what he can do in the ring yeah he's not the most charismatic but whatever um they're all sitting in the back they were all involved in a like bobby lashley kind of putting a hit out on drew and then that's the only time i've seen them in i don't know how long literally in months so i think they need to like and then you look at the say the, the mid-card on smackdown cesaro rollins and nakamura zay and owens they're technically at least four out of five of our main eventers or they have been in the main event. So you could swap some of them, uh, throw the likes of maybe Ricochet and also Black back to NXT, let them rebuild there like the way Finn Balor did. Um, then the likes of, of a Finn Balor, who's done his best work of his career now on NXT. I think it's his time to come back up now and show what you could do on the main roster again. Because now that he's kind of over injuries, he has like more solid mic work now. He can fit in on any brand. So I think if they just reshuffled a bit, they wouldn't need to kind of pull the trigger on the whole brand. Um yeah. Especially like they have the NXT UK as well, the little uh, splinter off of uh, NXT. Then they have two or five live is still going, only ever has two matches a night. Um, again, it, it doesn't really showcase much talent. Not many people watch it. But at the same time, though, with all them, I think once you rejig your rosters, you could actually have three solid, really good shows. And then NXT UK and two or five live kind of flanking that kind of like, oh, do you know what? I'm not interested in watching NXT this week. Do you know what? I'll throw on UK you might see the likes of Walter and something like that. You know what I mean? You'll see some good matches. Yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, they just need to reshuffle the, the rosters, I think, and they'll be all right. Yeah, all right. Uh, next question is going to be, do you think that anybody will begin another new company seeing how successful AEW was? Um, especially what I'm thinking of is, say, the likes of The Rock, who's bought the XFL, which is a, a really, really bold move. Um, after failing twice, he's after buying it. So the likes of Tony Khan with that multi-million dollar background behind our billionaire. Yeah. And do you think anybody else will? I know like Saudi Arabia and all, they have all these sheiks. Do you think anybody will buy into another company maybe going forward, maybe in the next 10 years or five years or yeah. whatever? Yeah, I think that could be, yeah. I think now is it's a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan. I think the past year or so, maybe even two years, has been really exciting to be a wrestling fan. Um, with the likes of obviously the addition of AEW, with... Um, the likes of obviously WWE, a lot of people say they poach talent from the indies, which yeah they do. Um, but again, they do showcase showcase them on a bigger stage if they are used. That is, but um, I think now and then if you look at the likes of say OTT in Ireland, the the premier Irish promotion, they have their own version of a network now as well, and um, we can watch all their old shows and stuff. So I think it's, uh, I think there, there could be a company or two on the cusp of maybe getting a big buyout and then having a bit more production value. But I do, I can see a few companies kind of coming up now and. Like I suppose reaching for the TV deal, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. World of Sports tried it there recently. I think it was two years ago on UTV and stuff like that, whatever in England. Didn't take off as well as they want, but again, they didn't really have any draws. Do you know what I mean? Not big stars on it. But I think with the likes of like the, the some of the indie guys now, if you look at Andrade for example, he's gone. 
he's technically an indie guy. Yeah. If you got him on your show and then you 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 end up securing even a one year TV deal, I think I think you could have something there. But um, obviously it won't be at the level of uh, WWE, of course, or um, AEW. I don't think. Um, I think with Tony Khan, he has more of a knowledge of the business. Whereas if someone like uh, like some random billionaire who didn't know much about it just kind of bought in and got all the big guys like bringing all legends in and stuff, I think it could fall flat. But I think yeah, I think you might see another company come up in the next five years. Nice, exciting yeah. times. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um. On to the next one. I've just seen it being floating around the internet. I, I'm sure it's, it's gone around the last couple of years, but um, with the big build-up to, to Mania, um, yeah, we have Hulk Hogan making an appearance on it and stuff like that. Um, double or nothing won't be too far away, I don't think, or all-in or whatever it is. Um, but do you think the likes of CM Punk might return now with fans being able to come back in? Do you think he'll return to either um, maybe at Mania, post-Mania, or... On AEW's kind of high-sided pay-per-views. Yeah, that's that's a class question, in fairness, because everyone, yeah, I, I think about it pretty much fucking weekly, at least I think, and it'd be something small. He'd like something on Twitter, um, yeah. and you're like, oh, maybe. Um, I do think he'll make a return, as Steve Austin said a million one times. Once then bills come in, and you realise, you know, you're not getting that kind of paycheck that you used to get. Um, I mean, I travel in the roads. I think, yeah, you do. You you want to get back in it again? I think, obviously, I think if CM Punk does come back, it'll only be to WWE. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see him. Don't get me wrong in AEW, but I feel, although he does have a few choice words about WWE back in the day and stuff, I feel like he's he is very loyal as a person as well. So I feel like he'd jump back in and be like, "Well, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be who I am." Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I feel he'd only ever go back to WWE, and then even one more run, and then he might jump ship to AEW. But I think if he ever, if he ever is going to come back for that giant payday, that big pop, you want it at WWE, and um. I can see him coming back this year, to be honest. Yeah, I do. I, do. I, I can see him coming back. But I, like I know you're saying there at WWE, but I, with him saying um, he would come back, he, he's not he's not closed about wanting to come back. He is open to come back. But obviously, yeah, it has to be right for the right money. That's yeah. fine. We know both companies have that money there yeah. if needed. Uh, but the other main thing is, is the story that he wants to come back for. And at the minute, yeah, SmackDown's doing pretty good. But I'd be skeptical about it going forward. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna continue because it hasn't. And like the likes of the hurt business, how how quick it's just like dropped off. Boom. Yeah. Vincent like it. Everybody's far for it. It's just dropped off. So I don't trust him with storylines. The likes of AEW, I think, yeah, he, he there's so much potential in storylines that he's never probably touched before. Yeah. That could possibly interest him. And I'd say he's been waiting for that. To just kind of give it a year, give it two years, see how they get on. If it is doing pretty well still, then yeah, and we didn't tell in the world. Yeah, that would be whopper. Like, and the, the fact that you have the likes of a Kenny Omega and stuff like that, and them kind of lads, um, even the likes of John Moxley, he was in the Shield. The Shield were kind of brought in by CM Punk years ago in WWE, so it would be cool to kind of see them going at it. Um, Jericho and Punk had like some decent matches in WWE as well. I remember Jericho pouring the Jack Daniels on a. Uh, CM yeah. Punk and stuff and yeah. going out in the snot then when he when he tried to walk away from it. Pretty funny. But um yeah, no, I think it, it would be classy in a Manita promotion to be honest. I w- I wouldn't be I'd be happy with either one. I'd just like to see him back at the stage. But I think I think WWE, as you said though, they are inconsistent with, with stories. So it's hard to kind of oh will, will I go back? That's the way I think of it. It's like if you were in a job and you were kind of almost mistreated or you're seeing how other people are treated, you'd be like, Oh, maybe not. But um yeah. I just have that. Like looking yeah. for that consistency of one promotion to see the storylines. Yeah, yeah. He knows he'll get the money. He'll definitely get the money. Absolutely, yeah. yeah so he's not worrying about that. 
Lies. Sure, 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 I'd pay him if I could. I'd pay him to come back. <laughs> sure, you can. If anybody doesn't know, Warren Gary is into the millionaire profit now. So just to let you know. <laughs> oh, my COVID payment. That's what it is. Sad enough now. <laughs> uh, and the last question I want to ask you is uh, Do you think we'll ever see a global megastar again? The likes of the likes of Cena. Probably would have been the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Hogan, Cena, all the way down. Do you ever think we'll see another one again? Um, and when if we do yeah see that's hard um they are few and far between really aren't they like if you think about it like like the like between hogan and then say austin so hogan was made around 85 in terms of the hulkamania thing so 85 and then austin with feud with vince that's when he kind of took off worldwide so that would have been 98 so yeah there's a big gap and then seeing it obviously years later so there's some some big gaps there um in terms of current roster i can't actually pick anyone out of the current roster that would be a, a huge megastar worldwide bar Roman Reigns um, again though I feel like wrestling doesn't have that pull anymore um, like don't get me wrong as I said it's exciting to be a wrestling fan and it's almost like acceptable to be a wrestling fan nowadays whereas if you are thinking say back around 02, 03, 04 even 05 you'd almost if you were in school say like oh yeah we don't watch that Do you, know I mean? you would push it to the side because if some of the shit you see on the telly you're like oh that's just ridiculous Do you know what I mean Um Nowadays, obviously, when you're older, you can have a laugh about it. But I mean, when you're younger, and that's, it's the younger generations that need to kind of consistently watch it to make us there. So whatever yeah. about us watching Raw every week and staying up to fucking whatever o'clock in the morning and talking shit about the women's division, that's not going to help. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think there will be one more megastar in, that we'll see in our lifetime, I think. Um, uh, in terms of where the business is now, obviously, there's, there's a lot of eyes on it. Um, but if you look at, say, just look at rate and say, Raw pulls in nearly 2 million a week, about 18, yeah, 1.8 million. Uh, same with SmackDown, roughly. But then you look back to say when Austin and Rock were there, you were looking at 4 to 5 million weekly. Um, so that's how you build a megastar. Um, Cena obviously was the, the exception because he was consistently there um, and consistently wrestling. Um, nowadays, on the likes of a Raw or SmackDown, you won't see Reigns wrestle every week. You'll see him have a savage pay per view match, but you won't see him every week. Um, I, I do think he's probably the the top guy to be a megastar, um, unless if if CM Punk does show up again and they end up building him into an absolute monster, um, like merch machine, this that, like give him everything he wants. Like I remember he used to want the ice cream bars, he wanted the t-shirts, this that and the other. If you can get that all on someone early, I think you can make a megastar. But as of right now, it only looks like Ryan's, and I say it'll be another few years, maybe maybe five years. Do you think they need to step out of the PG era? To be able yeah. to make a megastar. Absolutely, yeah. You can't make a megastar in the PG era, I don't think. I know obviously Cena is slightly the exception, but even at that, he was kind of, I suppose, born and bred. Yeah. Uh, rootless aggression area. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Born and bred in the rootless aggression area. And then he brought that with him to the PG era, and he was the only one who could blur them lines with the likes of, say, he might make a joke that was kind of an adult would get it. A kid wouldn't, yeah. but a kid would still cheer from, or a kid would still, still spend, say, 60 quid to buy two t shirts. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, stuff like that. Light colored t shirts. So exactly, yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, the only one that looks likely is Reigns. And I'd say probably in, a, in about five years' time, if he's consistently booked now like that, like the way Cena was. But uh, yeah, that's my answer on that. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's me done for today. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, that was that was good, actually. I, um, yeah, under the black hair, I like the name. <laughs> a little yeah. nod to, to Jim Ross. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're fucked if you say that. I know, yeah. I'll come out with a 10 gallon hat on now next week when we do it again. But um, <laughs> as I got to say, yeah, cheers for the questions anyway. Um, yeah, I love shit like that. What, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, it'd be cool to even do this again, whether it's 
like you asking me, me asking you in terms of like what you like about the business or what you could see. Because then again, like we all have different opinions, like same with Glenn and stuff. So um, yeah, I suppose we can wrap it up here then, if you want. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, your, your questions yeah. then. Yeah, absolutely interrogated I was. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So once again, yeah, thanks very much for listening, or if you're watching it on YouTube, whatever. Thanks very much for watching. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Really helps us out. And then yeah, wherever you get your podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us a follow over there as well. And then yeah, hit us up on the socials, the Discus Daria on Twitter, Discus Daria Collective on Instagram. And then yeah, so that was Daryl's few questions to me anyway, uh, under a black hair as he dubbed it. So uh once again, yeah, thanks very much for that. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see you next time anyway. Thanks very much for listening.